fail i try again and again and again all right ladies and gentlemen welcome into the absolute first episode of the flunk me podcast i'm your host ben wolfen and i could not be excited to start this podcast for the first time brought to you by blue wire hustle blue wire hustle is a program that helps young podcasters like myself and my co-host here build their own brand and their podcast and we couldn't be more excited to be a part of it uh like I said, I'm Ben Wolf and I'm your host. I'm a video editor and producer with over five and a half years experience in the media world. I've worked in everywhere from sports media to the financial world and everywhere in between. I've created every single form of content that you can imagine on every single platform. And I am so happy to introduce my co-host here. Ricky Tibercio. What's going on, guys? How's everybody doing? My name is Ricky Tibercio. I'm a full-time content creator and videographer. And I'm self-taught. I've taught myself literally everything that I know. As long as my peers, they've been teaching me along the way. And uh, it's been a long journey. It's been a long journey, but we're starting this podcast and it's about to be it's about to be a ride. So take it away, Ben. All right. So I want to introduce why exactly we started this podcast. Obviously, over quarantine and this whole epidemic, um, there's been hundreds of thousands of people who've lost their jobs. They've been fired. They've been let go. They've been furloughed, whatever the case is. I thought it would be refreshing to come on here and hear from people who have turned their ultimate failures into their success stories. And throughout this process of this podcast, as we continue to get better at this, we're going to be bringing on people that are successful in their field, whether it's sports, business, tech, whatever it is, you're going to hear from some of the leaders in their field and what they did to overcome their challenges. So it's going to be a very interesting experience and we hope you tune along for the whole thing. Yeah, stick around, um, stick around. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be, it's gonna be interesting because so many of these people literally started from nothing or even started in, in the minus per se. Right, and like I, think, I they, think it's pretty cool because not every story is, is completely different. You know, there's no story too big, no story too small. Everyone's got a, a journey and and kind of displaying it on here is going to be it's going to be super fun so yeah and i think it's just nice for people to realize that if they get fired or furloughed or let go it's it's just not the end of the world and people have to realize that the they have to live their life and do what they love and that's what we're trying to display here it's all about the love of it it's all about finding your passion and finding what's right for you um so i want to introduce where i came from so i started video editing producing five and a half years ago uh, I was brought in by a former summer camp counselor of mine when I didn't have much direction. And he wanted to show me that there is another route to go, that I could control the story behind me. And I was thrown in very fast. I, my first shoot was with someone from the Food Channel. I'll, he'll remain nameless, but he's a, he's a big-time player on the Food Channel. That's pretty dope. And it was a, a high-driven fast-paced environment that was all about getting the content out there and just getting it pounded out and that uh could really create a a uh, Some state burnout. of burnout yeah, exactly man. and that's the first point i want to touch on and me and ricky have been in this media field for a while now and i kind of want to i want that to be the first thing we touch on is burnout because 
it's it's important to realize that man it's a real thing yeah it's a real thing and it's really important to realize that you can make content for as many people as you want and the people that you looked up to but if you're just going to burn out then it's just not worth it for your own health so exactly ricky let's hear do you have any stories of burnout dude i mean I, i've got a couple so first and foremost i'm a videographer um content creator and i started about maybe like two years ago um a year and a half ago and to be honest like i didn't i knew nothing i didn't give a fuck about pictures i didn't give a Ricky fuck didn't about know taking video. anything i was trying to teach him yeah man i would hit up my homies like yeah i just got this camera i don't know how to use it but you know it's, it's, it's just cool because now i could actually pay attention to detail and this and that i never i played sports all my life i never was was really on that artistic side but when i picked up a camera and i really just started to take some pictures and, and understand the science behind it it was amazing um so like i said I'm, I'm pretty new to this a year and a half in and i mean i just started to gain clients here clients there testing testing the waters here um and just dipping my toes in everything that i really could whether that was you know working with an influencer or working with a small business i really have tried to touch every type of vertical that i could um but when it comes to burnout I would say that it's it's super real and it's it's really important that you find an environment, uh, find a system that works for you or else you're just going to burn out and it's not going to be fun for you. It's not going to be fun for your employer and all around. It's just going to it's just going to suck, plain and simple. I've had yeah. a couple of stories. There was this one time that, um, you know, I was I was working for this. I was working for this employer. <laughs> I don't want to say their name, but. We were working for a couple months and it started off dope. It was sick. You know, we would travel here, travel there, um, put push out content on, on every single platform, whether that was YouTube, um, whether that was Instagram, Facebook, whatever you want to talk about. We literally pumped out content, but it got to a point where the content started to feel like it didn't have substance. And for me, it just it got like boring. I was doing things that I knew I could have just done in my sleep, but I would procrastinate. When I would procrastinate, it would just like, it would just be so daunting to even complete the simplest of tasks. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've had that before, Ben, but it was just like, dude, I don't even want to edit this 10 second video just off, off the, off the simple fact that it's just like, what's the point? Where's the substance yeah. in this? Who am, who am yeah. I helping here? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, and that actually brings me to the, almost the origin story of this. When I started editing in college, you don't really have any major in college that tells you like all this stuff is going to happen. College is for me was really just built to tell you, oh yeah, you need to go work and you need to just climb the ladder, play the game. Yeah, but where but did you what did you I, study in college? I all right. So in college, I actually this is my first flunk story. So I went to college at James Madison, and uh, what JMU does is it gives you it gives all new incoming students a year to determine what they want to do uh they allow a year before you declare your major so you were undecided i was undecided going into college okay uh so freshman year i took all my my basic courses uh and i didn't take any major specific classes uh so i thought my parents were just like oh why don't you go into advertising something simple something that will be safe <laughs> So I, I mean, I tried it. I went into the advertising communications department, uh, had to take their intro class to get into the major. Uh, I t 
took the test the first time. Flopped? Well, it didn't really flop. I got a B. Okay, you're good. I was a C student, bro, so I mean, I don't... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My accepting class was a B plus, so I got denied, Mm. which sucked. And then I took it again, the same course again. Still got a B. Denied. Second time. Mm. No major. Heading into sophomore year. And luckily, I had a good team around me even then. I had a guidance counselor that was almost my pseudo-therapist at the time. And when I got denied the second day, I went straight into his office and he walked me down to the writing department. And he just told him, I have a student here for you. He's going to be a writing major. And they said, okay. And I signed a paper and I was a writing major that day. No tests, no nothing. Um, and that really that major taught me a a lot i mean it didn't tell me it didn't give me any of the drive in the field but it taught me enough to get by in the first couple years of it so i learned things like dialogue script writing uh client communication that sort of thing and i actually ended up emailing every single coach at jmu asking if i can make content for their team literally every single coach Mm. And I got some yeses, some noes. And then one of the coaches, I think it was a field hockey coach. He's like, you can't make content for anyone at this university unless you go through the athletics department. And I knew like damn well that JMU didn't have or accept really any student employees. So I met with the head of uh, video at the sports department, a new hire his first year. And he's like, well, like, you know, we don't accept students because we can't give them credits, but I can make you an unpaid intern. Okay. I was like, okay. Dude, sometimes you got to put in that work, bro. <laughs> yeah. And then I ended up taking that internship and we ended up starting a team full of JMU students that also accepted intern spots. That's dope. And we got recognized by ESPN that year as the top video program and that that really kicked it all off for me. But I also want to hear your first experience in media because I just gave you mine, but I would like to hear where Ricky Tiburcio started his origin story. Um, well, bro, like I said, so I actually played football in college, uh, played at Montclair state university and, um, Sorry I got- to interrupt. This kid was a beast when he he was young. <laughs> we played AAU basketball together. Boy was ripped when he was ten years old. Bro, I was Boy defensive player muscles. of the year. I couldn't even dribble the basketball, but defensive player. I looked of the like year. a twig. Ricky was touching the backboard. <laughs> the hell was that? It right, was crazy. But um, bro, I actually, to be honest, I can't even remember my first experience. I just dove in straight up. I just dove in. Like I told you, I uh, I started a year and a half ago, picked up a camera, went on vacation, and I just like vlogged it, right? So when I came yeah. back, I just dove in, created, uh, my boy helped me out, Joe Kasuno. Shout out Joe. He helped me out editing that video. Dude's a fucking beast. I don't know if we can put that like a clip over here or over here if we're going to. Dude, he's a beast. Um, Helped me edit everything. And I was like, yo, this is sick. The fact that you can manipulate this footage and create it in this way and then you can have another person do the same exact thing or something completely different with the same exact footage i thought it was super interesting so first experience i think it was i had to have been someone that i was just like hey let me create this video for you i think it was uh i think it was this kid mo it was a barber 
that might have I shot with you. We shot together. Hold yeah, up. We shot that together. I, we shot that together. I think that may have been like the first actual shoot that I went he on. He didn't use anything I created. He only used your thing. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> Yo, Mo gives the fades, bro. Mo can do his thing. But I want to get into our first segment. Uh, I want to start talking about what we have failed at initially. Um, and before I get into mine, Ricky, I want to hear your story of what you have really failed at, whether it was a job interview that you had or or a relationship that kind of went through the ringer or like a freelance disaster where someone was refusing to pay that money. Man. Let, let's hear it. Man, I've... I'm the epitome of flunk me. I've fucked up so many times. We could start with school, right? School, mm-hmm. I was a C student. When literally every type of level, when if we're talking about high school, college, like I was just a C student. All of college, I just pff, I cheated my way through college. I was just like, I don't want to do this. I don't believe in this. I don't I don't trust this system. System's whack. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm not learning anything. I was decide undecided for two years, just like you. And then I jumped into criminal justice, and then I was like, mm, I don't know if I, I don't know if this is for me. You know what I mean? I just, I was it was just not for me. But dropped criminal out justice of fucking wasn't school. for the guy wearing the Nat Geo hoodie. This <laughs> <laughs> is tough, right? This it is, is real tough. tough. But like I was saying, I dropped out of school on my fourth year. Um, I was actually, dude, I transferred so many times. I was at Montclair. Then I went to Burn Community College. Then I went to Bloomsburg University. And then I dropped out. I was like, fuck this. This is not for me. Mm-hmm. Went into sales, straight into sales. Um, that flopped. You know what I mean? I just did. It wasn't for me. The nine to five, I didn't like it. Um, it, it was just, it just wasn't for me. I couldn't sit at a desk. Eventually, I went into uh, personal training. And that actually worked out for me. I really enjoyed it. I learned so much throughout the years. I learned pretty much everything that I know from Darren Goodall. He's the owner of uh, Venom Fitness and Osprey. So that guy, he's a he's he's the real deal. He knows exactly what he's talking about, man. He's he's had some crazy transformations as well. It's just a learning process. At the end of the day, it's better to fail and learn from it than to just not even try. That's the way yeah. I look at it. I think I'm in a position now where I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm able to travel yeah. travel everywhere. I'm able to create my own hours as a freelancer. I'm able to take on jobs that I want to take on. I don't have to take on jobs that, you know, that are you know, forced onto me or if someone really wants to work with me. It's really up to me at this point. Um and and I love it. I enjoy it so much. I think that all pertains to having the right situation, having the right people around you like the right place at the right time for sure. And I think that's where, where you're at currently. And obviously you're, you're crushing it. All this, all this content you've been pushing. I mean, you got recognized by what was it? Good morning America. Yeah. Good morning America. Uh, CBS, um, Jim sharks campaign, uh, super coffee, a bunch of, a bunch of companies. It was, it was dope, man. Uh, working with Devin Lavake. He, this man bear crawled a marathon, you know, like he, no, 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 no. He bear crawled the marathon. You know what I'm saying? It's disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, it was was ridiculous. And to document that whole, um, the whole marathon. Devin, you'll be a future guest, I promise. You better get on here, Dev. Ugly. (laughs) He's got to get on here. But yeah, man, he he bear crawled the marathon and documenting that, that was a huge obstacle for me. Like Mm -hmm. not sleeping and, and holding a gimbal for like, 
20 something hours and in the cold it was nuts but watching him complete his task was like mine was just easy work you know yeah he trained every single day for like i think it was a year he trained like twice a day it was ridiculous man but and we'll we'll have some of those training videos somewhere in the, in the promo here but devin yeah, is man. a freak he's yeah. a beast and it goes back to saying to what we were saying before having the right people behind you and having the right system in place and the environment that's what really helps you kind of propel your your career or even just yourself in the right direction you need to have a team behind you if you don't have a, the right team behind you you need to sincerely just step take a step back and and and, and reevaluate that you know what i mean yeah and that's a good point so i want to kind of get into how i've had the right people around me and now I, but like how i just started realizing it um so my process of why i'm allowed to do what i do now is because i went through the ringer of it i so what do you do now just uh, so, for our audience right, so for our audience i'm a full-time employee somewhere that i will keep out of this keep until disclosed. it's finalized disclosed keep disclosed and i also disclosed. do freelance <laughs> secret real real like locked up shit like aliens uh so i do a cross between full-time employment and freelance work on the side for uh people involved in the basketball world mainly the reason i'm able to do what i do now is because i did what i hated for a while and it got me money and i think that's important for people to realize is that uh you you can do whatever you want but sometimes you do have to accept getting paid for a little bit if you want to save up and do what you love so yeah that's a fact that's a complete yeah. fact because and i think that's also a maturity thing uh, i yeah. mean for me I, I had to learn the hard way i was like no nah, i'm not doing this shit i don't want to do that i don't want to do this meanwhile i was broke and i was just being immature when at the end of the yeah. day you need to put your head down at times even if you completely hate your job put your head down work hard to get to put yourself in the right position to move out of that current situation yeah. So I did three years of employment. Well, I did uh, one and a half years employment at a place that didn't end up hiring me full time, a place that I loved, that I looked up to. Cheddar Complex? Can't, I won't say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Just saying, those are some pretty big names. Those are some pretty big names. Pretty but big names. I did one and a half years there, and it turned out to not be the right situation for me. And I mean, I love all the companies I'm at. Don't get me wrong. They're all incredible for me. They gave me so much opportunity to learn and, and be on a team and really learn what a real production process is like. Um, and then I did another year and a half at a different company. Same kind of deal. Wasn't what I loved at all. Was big doing or small? Large? Big. Okay. Big, really big. Uh, how, how did you, how did you uh, like... How did you get past that intimidation factor? If you worked at this, these bigger companies, you know what I mean? I mean, that's pretty intimidating, at least to yeah, me. So this company specifically, I was thrown into a job that never existed at the company before. They had partners that wanted content that was in the branding of the company I was working at. So I would make my company's branding on their video and then that company would post it. Our partner would post it. I guess the intimidation was... If I don't do this, I'm going to get fired. Mm. And like, that's the mentality I went in with every day. And it was like, well, also, how can I make a video that's branded in the correct way that explains our voice and also explains the partner's voice? And I had to realize that my work is 
I think this is also a maturity thing. My work is a reflection of who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's important, bro. That's super important. There's so many people out here right now that they just like, either they try and create a facade of who they are or they're just, they don't give a fuck about their content. I've never been about the facade or, or creating, like I've never really had an ego for this. It's just like, I want to keep on doing something that I like. These cloud um, chasers out here, bro. Yeah. Chasing the cloud. I've never, I've never abided by the term, you have to play the game. I don't think that's necessarily true. Like, while, while yes, you have to make some money, like, you don't have to, in the end, you don't have to accept a job that you don't love. Like, if you yeah. do that, you're just going to go to work unhappy every day for the rest of your life. And that's just not not something that i particularly want to do ever bro but i I also realize that i have financial responsibility for other people in my life i was depressed i've never been more depressed than when i was working that sales job this was like three years ago three years ago four years ago i don't remember but bro i woke up every single day i had the worst anxiety ever i would wake up nauseous and like almost throwing up i was like yo am i like is this okay? Like, am, am I, do I have an eating disorder? I don't even, I didn't know what it was. I would watch Gary V videos literally about marketing and branding and this and that. And I was like, yo, you know, do I buy a camera? And at that, that was the point where I bought the camera where mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I'm getting into this. I'm doing this because this is something that I want to do. There's no reason for me to be selling copiers, you know, like selling copiers, the big Xerox copiers. That's what I was doing. Selling copiers, bro. It was ridiculous. I really want to understand the one, the one skill that I had as someone getting into this field. And I was taught from it from a young age because, uh, my family collects refurbishes and sells antique arcade machines. My basement is literally an arcade filled with pinball slot machines and games from the sixties. That's late. I still got to see that, bro. Yeah. You still got to see it. But I was, I was brought to pinball shows and slot machine shows from an early age. And I've, seen i was raised seeing my dad making deals i always (laughs) i always felt comfortable reaching out to people no matter who they were or even asking them questions like that like a a normal person in the workforce would never like reach out to like a ceo or a head of whatever but i always felt comfortable doing that so i i want to know ricky how what's the importance of asking questions or, or reaching out to people and asking them any type of related questions that relates to your field that could help you or even saying, Hey, would you take an opportunity on someone like me? Um, well, I, I think that first and foremost, when people say that phrase, Oh, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Mm-hmm. Not everyone abides by that. You know what I mean? There yeah. are people that are just straight up dickheads, but mm-hmm. on the contrary, you just have to not care. You just have to, you just have to put yourself out there. If you can put yourself out there, and just not really care about the kind of the repercussions of certain people's actions. It just, it makes life so much easier. Like I DM companies, whether that's like, whether they're a big company, a small business, doesn't matter. I DM them just asking my normal question, like as if they're a normal person, they're just like me at the end of the day, you know, they, they might be super successful or they might be like this fortune 500 company, but it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. I think that if you you just stay true to yourself, you just be be a normal person, bro. Just ask a question. That's it. If you have a question, ask it. If you want to reach out, reach out. It's not a big deal. Either they answer or they don't. Yeah. And I, I also want people to realize when people are reaching out to you on Instagram or even LinkedIn, 
I want you to realize what it took you to get in this position that you were into. I think that's really important for people to look back on where they came from and realize how hard it is for people now because the, the dynamic has completely shifted from a culture that was like completely skill driven. Like it was really slow. Obviously we didn't have as much outlets as we did 10 years ago, but now it's, it's, if you're not innovative, you're, you're failing. Like you need to be a jack of all trades now instead of just a skill-based person. If you're reaching out to someone, you should always remember like the value that you bring. You shouldn't yeah. just reach out to someone and just be like, hey, can you give me this for free? Like, or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, if you want to bring value to someone, bring value to them, and nine times out of 10, they're going to hit you back and be like, oh, cool, this is awesome. I'm not going to DM Ben Wolfen and be like, hey, man, could you um, could you edit this podcast for me? You know yeah. what I mean. Like, why would you know? Why would you do that? Why would you even come up, come to someone with such a proposal? I would rather go go to you and be like, "Hey, can you um, check this out, man? I want to I want to record your podcast because I actually want to learn about the process of editing a podcast. I might not know yeah. how to edit a podcast, but I know how to record one, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it's just it's all about like bringing value. I think that's something to really like. Just think also, I love that this is your first experience of a podcast. Yeah, straight up. When Ricky brings that first story, experience. that's that's yeah, complete. This is completely new for him. I've edited and produced well over five hundred podcast episodes, which is wild. Uh, wild. It is wild. But you've had some pretty, some pretty awesome podcasts too. Remember the one that yeah. I went on uh, with you? Mm-hmm. The one in the city that was yeah. dope, man. Yeah. Shout out, shout out PR. I'm hoping to get him as a guest. Yeah, man. That was awesome. It needs to grow a little bit before I get someone like that. Uh, It was dope. But I kind of want to also tell, all right, so from Ricky's own stories of reaching out to people, this is is my one reach out story that was super successful for me. So this is is my complex story. This is sick. This story is great. So I... I was a senior at JMU in 2018. I was about to graduate, didn't have any prospects for a job. I think like hundreds of thousands of others, I love complex. I love sneaker shopping. I loved uh, hot ones. And I was like, well, they probably get thousands of applicants every year. So how do I stand out among that? And then I decided, I was like, well, what if I send something physical to their office in New York? And I was also a big fan of their office vlog. So the guy that runs that, his name is Tony. So I was like, I'll send something to Tony. Big Tone. Directly. Yeah, shout out Tony. Thank you. You gave me a huge opportunity. Um, but I sent a, I bought this old film reel case on like, on, on Etsy. Like it had like old, like legitimate old film reels, like those metal ones. Uh, and I, instead I took out the metal film reels and I kept their cases and I said, oh, what will get me noticed if I put something in the box? So what Tony did was he always used to Photoshop himself into models' pictures. Sorry, Tony, <laughs> you still don't know what Photoshop is. Uh, so I started Photoshopping myself into his photos. And I put those photos in the case. And then I also put my resume and I made a little video for it. And at the time at school, I was working at a little production house in Harrisonburg, Virginia, just off the campus of JMU. And I was sitting at my desk, lunch break, and a complex video popped up on my on my phone, a little notification. And the title or the description said, a fan sends us a resume. And I am 
freaking out. Freaking the hell out. Uh, so I, like, I, like, I also don't want anyone at the company to know that, like, I'm game ready to leave because I was, I was a full-time employee at this place. They thought I was going to stay after graduation. Uh, so I close the door and the video starts off with a, just this box that I knew was the one I sent it in. And they're like, what is this? Is this a resume? And then they like, they cut the bubble wrap. They're like, this is a resume. And it had on the outside of the film reel case, I had my artist friend design all my accomplishments up to that date, which was very limited. So thank you complex for taking a shot on me. Uh, yeah, man, that's, and, a, that's dope though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then that, so that day I get a call from the, like the head of the HR department and she's like, uh, would you like to be in our intern program? I was like, yes, hundred percent. Yes. And then I went to complex and I was thrown onto the hot ones team and I started off doing minuscule stuff. I was, uh, ironing the table and, uh, getting the lineup ready and that's dope, bro. And then, yeah. And then I progressed to doing some social stuff and, and that was, that's my complex. Th- that goes to show like not, not every, no job is too big, too small. You know what I mean? It, it could be just a stepping stone and that's exactly what it was. I think that's yeah. a, that's an awesome story. And it really goes to show that preparation is key. If you didn't go and, and, and do your research and, and be like, oh, this guy likes to, this guy, Tony, he likes to, uh, you know, Photoshop his pictures onto whatever. You know what I mean? If you didn't go and do your research, you're never, ever, ever, you were never going to put yourself in that position. Make it, if you're going to reach out to someone on Instagram, I also make it personal to like what they like. It's not just going to be like, hey, I need a job. It's like, hey, I like really enjoy what you do. And I've read like either like I've read about you or I've seen your content and I've done this and like give those people examples. Show them that you appreciate what they do. Right. And they'll show you love back. Give love and get love. For sure. I think I think that sometimes people get a little lost in the sauce and they like they're thinking about themselves like me, 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 me. At the end of the day, like, you know, why don't you just like I said, bring value to somebody. You don't have to yeah. always ask for something in return. That person might end up offering you something that you never would have imagined ever it's just really about putting yourself out there and and letting it happen um but i i want to go forward now and i want to talk about the importance of having people we touched on a little bit earlier but i want to talk about the importance of having people around you that that truly care about what you do obviously everyone will say their family their parents their siblings whatever it is but you you should who who are you gonna talk about I mean, all right, let's talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I I am engaged to a beautiful woman. She's sitting in the other room. She's studying uh, for her her board exams. Um, but I have that person behind me that's supportive no matter what. And, and she loves what I do, and oh. she's totally supportive of it. Oh. I mean, I have this setup behind me. I have literally my kitchen table in the middle of my living room right now, and she... This is usually her study area, so she's being very nice and letting me do this. And she's yeah, and she's studying in the room. That but young love, yeah, that young, young love, and we're getting married in less than a year, so that's incredible. Um, but Congrats, it's also about Congrats. surrounding yourself with people who who understand exactly what you're going through. So obviously, my fiance understands it, but also I have friends in the in the media world that have gone through these trials and tribulations too, and. I talk about the importance of having a mentor because without having that person to call, I truly think I would be lost in this. My mentor, the one who gave me my first opportunity in video with that first professional shoot with the guy Mm. from the food channel. 
I call him probably every two weeks at least. Yeah. And we just have like a 25 minute call. So that's super his advice. Yeah. I mean, his advice is never like you have to go do this. He's more, he's like, maybe you should try this or here's what I, here's what happened to me. And we just have calls or I go to see him. Um, and I, I really think there is an importance of having someone around you that completely understands what you're going through. So Ricky, do you, do you also have that person too behind you? Oh, for sure. I, I mean, along with having so many different peers in my field, you know, I could, you know, Joe Cosuno, Austin Depew, uh, Julio Felton, Alex McIntosh, mm-hmm. like all these editors and, and, and artists, I reach out to them almost on a daily basis. Or if it's not on a daily basis, it's every other day just to either yeah. check in or, yo, I need, I need, I need help on this. Or, yo, can you check out this video? Do you like how this looks? What do you think about this? And having like that team behind you and even my girl, like if I show her like, hey, babe, check this out, you know, like. It's important to have a team behind you to 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 kind of give you that reassurance and kind of give you that push. Like, yo, just keep going. Like, trust yourself. Not not to have a yes man, though. Like, you don't want someone who just says yes. True. They'll, they'll keep it real, too. And my boys have been like, take that shit out right now. This is trash. You know, yeah. like, they. you know. That's so, why this is our third, third, technically third, third start to this episode. <laughs> yeah, third take. Third take. Third time we stopped charm, in the baby. middle of the last one. Ricky's like, "This is garbage. This is garbage. This is terrible. We gotta start over, bro." But uh, yeah, and then having a mentor as well. Um, one of my mentors is is Darren Goodall. Like I said before, he's a gym owner. He's a personal trainer. Um, the dude's an entrepreneur, purebred. Like he is one of my mentors. I have many other mentors. Devin Levake. There's so, there's just so many people that either they're in the business world or just like even your parents like my mom this is she's a business owner as well like that's that's a mentor of mine and you know you're young um we're young and sometimes you just trip over your dick that's a that's one way of learning but there's Mm -hmm. other times where you have your mentor to be like dude do not go down this route because i've been there you know yeah and having that that type of relationship where someone has empathy and sympathy for you i think it's super important if you don't have a team surrounding you to 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 really just like build you it's you can't do it alone this shit is not a one-man show you know that kind of brings me towards the end of this episode and i i want to tee up our our first guest as your uh as your girlfriend hides behind the camera (laughs) uh (laughs) but uh i want to tee up our our next guest because this guy has been a mentor for me in, in a different field that that is to the side of, of all my production and and editing stuff which is cards and collectibles this, this guy has been yeah, crazy absolute, i don't know nothing about cards but i hear that people buy cards and then all of a sudden they turn into like 20k 25k 100k mm-hmm. i'm like what so but this guy is not only a mentor for me in that field but he's also a super successful business person he's spent decades uh, doing what he loves, like really what he's loved since he's 10 years old. And he's turned that business into hundreds of millions of dollars for a company that he will come on and talk about. So Super I cannot wait for, for him to come on. But guys, until next week, this is the end of the first Flunk Me episode. I, I am so appreciative if you took all the time to, to listen to this. And yes, yes, I yes. hope that you tune in for the for the next episode and and... 
It's gonna be a fun time. It's gonna be a fun time. Welcome, guys. Welcome to Flunk Me. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye.